I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. Like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. (laughs) This little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. (laughs) So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. And you can tell we haven't done this in a little while because we're both like fixing our I hair. Know. <laughs> I always forget how hard it is to like look normal when it's reversed. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I never hit the right side of my hair to fix it. It's always wrong. I love that you say, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, I kind of... <laughs> We're reversed. I, I kind of don't. Well, okay. yeah. If you're listening on the podcast, you have no idea what we're talking Sorry. about. No, we, we record for YouTube as well. And surprise! 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 surprise. It's a very special episode today. We have taken a break from our break. <laughs> <laughs> to come back and give you some new content. Yes, because this is so crazy. Jim Harold, like Paranormal Kuba himself, Jim yes, from Campfire Paranormal Podcast, reached out and he was like, hey, you know, I'm talking to other paranormal podcasts. You want to come on my podcast? And we're like, um, yeah, we totally do. Yes, Best buddy do. forever. Yeah. But then we were like, well, you got to come on. Our thing. Yes. So <laughs> that's coming up in just a little bit. Uh, but of course. Um, no, we already no, did that. We did Sorry. do that, didn't we? But I still need to remind people that we are on Patreon and yes. that there's like two freaking years worth of minisodes that you could be listening to right this moment all you have to do is go to um patreon.com slash haunted af it's hard it's i almost hard. did haunted af.com slash patreon but that but is not correct no patreon.com backslash haunted af and yeah because we've been talking about this jim harold interview over there for a couple of weeks uh so yes tons of episodes over there and um by the way it's five dollars a month so why wouldn't you want to join yeah just saying you know what you could buy somebody an annual membership for the holidays christmas present yeah and that's another thing if you wanted to get any haunted af gear for someone Mm -hmm. for the holidays or something like that limited time left so go to hauntedaf.com look in the online store we've got tons of cute stuff in there. Julie got me a Haunted AF mug for my birthday (laughs) and I was never more excited about a gift in my whole life. Like the fact that I took 12 selfies with it and then sent them all to you and I was like, which one do you like best? They're so, it's super cute. They're so cute. And I tried to make you a Haunted AF water bottle and I designed the whole thing. It was so cute. And by the time it was done, (laughs) literally y'all, it was $30. I was like, that's just rude. I'm not not going to put that Mm -hmm. on the website. I will gladly accept my $11 mug. Yes. And it's totally affordable and we do have a lot of like excellent price points on the uh i don't know what the hell i'm saying Um, (laughs) we're just trying to sell our merch people just please buy it it's please barely keeping us afloat at this point um oh i wanted to share this notice okay so um this was on facebook and i follow a bunch of white rock lake pages Mm -hmm. because i'm a nerd and i love white rock lake and they always post cool stories but um they were posting really beautiful fall photos Mm -hmm. and so everybody was commenting and posting their own pictures then i came across 
across this note from a guy named Randy. He says, I remember walking back there in the 80s and looking for hooded devil worshipers with my friends, driving to the old fish hatchery, looking through the graffiti ruins before they were buried and torn down. Hold on. I love that you're reading it in like the sweetest possible voice. Because this is how I read it. Yeah. Being one of the first to smoke a joint, playing hacky sack with friends. I remember my sweet grandmother driving me past the area as a boy and being in awe of the marvel. Mm. I remember being parked with friends and seeing a UFO fly low and silently over us. We'll never forget White Rock Lake. No. (laughs) Those were the days. Spelled (laughs) D-A-Z-E. Which I was like, what? Oh, I like that. I I like that a lot. Tell me the story. And he's like, yeah, we saw a UFO over White Rock Lake and nobody believed believed us because we were high um, oh well yeah that does put a little asterisk on the story but we have been looking for real life ghost stories from white rock lake forever because everybody tells the stupid lady the lady lake story the lake. And we're like show me yeah show me wet the lady, lady in the, the dress kevin sorbo can suck it <laughs> i'm sorry he can't he's okay yeah. Moving on. Mm-hmm. So we also got this email from bamber bamber i like that name bamber who says what Bamber's from the UK. Yeah. But doesn't that just not... Bamber, get in here. Get, get, Bamber. Okay, I'm get. sorry. I can't. Okay, read the story. How easily I can get just <laughs> off track. Oh, I can go there. So Bamber who says, hey, love the podcast. I was just listening about the lady who doesn't know if she's haunted or if someone is living there. It made me think of when my brother and I were younger and we used to climb over the neighbor's wall and go in through the window to feed his cats. <laughs> he thought it was haunted until he caught us. <laughs> Again, that's uh, Bamber from the UK. I'm sure the cats were thankful for it. Uh, Sure. Extra treats. Why not? I want to know how many of these stories that we have shared over the past three, almost four years now is just somebody pulling shit like that. Yeah, just some kids messing around in your house. Yeah, but it, we want to hear those stories too. Like the time yeah. that somebody thought you were a ghost. Uh, hauntedayofpodcast at gmail.com. I remember hearing a story on My Favorite Murder one time about a man who was moving the furniture in his house. <laughs> like like an inch every day just like a little closer and closer and closer and it just to mess with his wife and it like terrified her for years oh like my God. what is going what is the why is the ghost rearranging <laughs> but he was just doing it to mess with her and she what thought she dick. was so <laughs> so we know you're out there we know that there are people who are pulling that shit i mean i can't lie i thought about doing that to my old ocd boss who, <laughs> like he can't handle it when anything is wrong on his desk so i was gonna go in there one day and just move everything over slightly or even reverse it but i never ever did it was just like a mean thought and now i wish you had i know i I really wish you had and now ladies and gentlemen it's time for the host of the paranormal podcast in jim harold's campfire he's an author and he is the grand poobah of all things spooky jim harold ladies and gentlemen welcome to good to be here thank you guys for having me on the show i appreciate it we're so excited we are how did you find us well we were reaching out to some uh paranormal podcast trying to do some cross-pollination you know how it goes Mm -hmm. we we wanted to introduce some people to our audience and vice versa and you guys were on the list and you answered so thank you so much i appreciate it thank you jim that's so awesome okay so we have a list of questions for you i know first we have to get started here how how did you start uh 
getting interested in like the spooky stories, ghost stories, stuff like that. Oh, well, it goes down back to 1905. No, uh, <laughs> seriously. I was like, oh, when I was a little life. kid, I I used to watch In Search of. We did have television back then. <laughs> yeah. uh, in Search of with Leonard Nimoy, and I was like in elementary school. I was fascinated by it. Fast forward to 2005. Uh, I had been working in radio for a number of years, actually in advertising, but I'd gone to school for television and broadcasting and all that stuff. And it was kind of annoying to me that I never, you know, took advantage of that, never did anything with it. And I said, oh, I'll try this podcast thing, but I got to do something I'm really interested in, honestly. And uh, the paranormal was that thing and uh, did it for a year, a few years, kind of as a hobby. And then over time, it caught on in 2011. I was able to make it my full-time gig and it's it's been a real blessing and I enjoy doing it and sharing stories and talking to these authors. So I wanted to know, what do you think? I mean, I'm sure you hear all kinds of stories. What do you think is the most common thing that's mistaken as a ghost? Ooh. Well, let me, let me put it to you this way. I'm kind of of the, you know, if I were a gas gauge, I'd be three quarters full for belief. But I do think sometimes things could be mistaken. The one thing I do wonder about from time to time is when people say they have a nighttime experience. Mm. And I wonder if some of those are dreams. Though I do believe some of them are something that are definitely not dreams and something else. But that's the one for me. It's like, well, maybe you were dreaming. You know, that's one. But I mean, on campfire, I'm very accepting. And if somebody tells me a story, I take it at face value. And, and quite honestly, I can probably count on one hand the amount of people over the years who I thought were calling in trying to just snow me. There's been a few, but not many. And having done that particular podcast for, geez, 13 years now, uh, almost 14, uh, that's a pretty good ratio. So I believe that the people call in believe they've experienced something. And I think many times they have. Uh, you brought up sleeping and you may have already kind of answered this question, but we actually get a lot of people who call our podcast and they say like, oh yeah, this happened to me in the middle of the night. And then they just roll over, put the covers over their head and go back to sleep. Oh yes. Like the, okay. I was just listening to your episode today. The girl wakes up and she sees like the, the little girl in the vent. Yes. And then she rolls over and goes back to sleep. Right. What, what is that about? Yeah. That you think that's simply just explained by dreaming? Not necessarily. I think sometimes, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have had this experience. You've been asleep, something has happened, and you think about it later in the day and say, well, if I'd been wide awake, I would have reacted mm -hmm. differently. But sleep and the, the need to sleep and the drive to sleep is a very strong thing, right? So I could see it, but I mean, I don't know. If I saw a, a little kid in my bedroom like a ghost, full body apparition, I would be, let me out of here. <laughs> I mean, yes. you guys are probably too young to remember, but I always think of myself like that old uh, actor Don Knotts. Who played yes. Barney, <laughs> Barney you know, Fife. Ghost, yeah, the ghost in Mr. Chicken. I'd be like, out of there. Yes. <laughs> I am just not not that brave. So we get calls or emails from people who they can't tell if they're haunted or not. So do you ever give people advice on how to manage it or how to get rid of a ghost? Well, I'm boring. No, I don't give them advice because I don't feel I'm qualified to give them advice. I'm not an, first of all, I think there are very few people who are really expert in this because it's so tough to grasp. Uh, one of my favorites, and actually a person I would direct people to if they had a question like that, was the late, great Rosemary Ellen Guiley, 
who wrote uh, a number of books on the paranormal. And I think over the years, I interviewed her literally 20 times. Wow. And she wrote on mainly kind of ghosty stuff and those kind of things. But she was so smart about it. And I'm like, Rosemary will know the answer. I will send them over to Rosemary. And unfortunately, we lost her uh, a couple of years back. So, you know, I try to find if there's someone in particular, I, I may try to forward them to someone or get them in touch with someone. But I don't personally give out information because I've never said I'm a guru. I've never said I have the answers. I've never said, come to me and I will tell you the truth. <laughs> When I started in 2005, I thought, oh, man, I'll be doing this for six months and I'll have this all figured out. Mm. Man, I'm going to have all the answers, man. It's going to be great. 17 years later, I have more questions than when I started, but I'm more convinced than ever that there is something going on and that the nature of reality itself is far stranger than we understand. That's the one conclusion I've come mm -hmm. to. Now, what that represents, don't know. Can you tell us that woman's name again? Rosemary? Rosemary Ellen Guiley, G-U-I-L-E-Y. If anybody's interested in this material and you want to read about it, read about life after death, ghosts, and those kind of things, she wrote many, many books. I highly recommend them. Yeah, we'll put in, uh, a link in the show notes. I just love that yes. you're so well-respected. You don't give out advice. Meanwhile, Julie and I are always giving out terrible advice. Yes. About how to get rid of <laughs> And we'll admit it. We don't. Yeah, we say, like, we're not experts, you guys but are brave. we'll give it. You're yeah. brave. Yeah, yeah, we're podcasters. Yeah. We're like, I don't know. We don't sage. care. We'll go all in. Sage it up. Try yeah. cussing at it a little bit. <laughs> She's had a vacuum. <laughs> She's going to get, get the vacuum. vacuum after it to make Have it mad. Have you tried the new Dyson, perhaps? <laughs> it's not loud enough. Dude, too not bad we enough. couldn't get a sponsorship for that. Oh, at, we should. <laughs> Sorry. Detoured no, that. Yeah. My bad. That's um, all right. Moving on. Um, so we get a lot of people that actually will call us or email us and say, oh my gosh, you guys are giving me ghosts. Have you ever had that happen to you? And do you believe that that could actually happen? I have had people say that they've listened to the campfire mm -hmm. and almost as a result of listening or as a correlation of listening, that things happen. And I think um, it's a couple of things. One thing, I think the more you think about this stuff, mm -hmm. the more you delve into it, whether it's your podcast, my podcast, books, TV, whatever it is, I think that on your end, you become more open. So you see more things that you may have missed in the past. And I also wonder sometimes if the paranormal kind of reaches out to you and says, I see you watching me. I see you watching me. I hope it's that. It's like, oh, you poked first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I hope think it's it was, that. I think it was Nietzsche who said, you know, when you uh, stare into the abyss, sometimes it stares back. Oh, dude. That's a great line. I know. Okay, so we did briefly mention sleeping and sleep paralysis. And in the episode I listened to today, someone even mentioned spiders, mm -hmm. the sleep spiders. What do you think that is? Do you think that's paranormal or do you think that's just a, a sleep brain thing that's going on? Well, I, for example, with sleep apnea, I believe both things can be true. Like sometimes it could just be physiological. But I wouldn't rule out that you can't have um, paranormal experiences and see weird things that are not medical when you're in that kind of sleep, semi-sleep stage. Um, because the, the brain is in a different space when it's dreaming and when it's in that sleep stage. And I think it becomes more open to things. So, uh, you know, I think everybody's, for example, with dreams, and we just, uh, next week we're going to have a show out all about nightmares on the Paranormal Podcast. 
um, with J.M. DeBoard, who just wrote a book about really interesting stuff. But the, the point is, is that, I mean, most of us have like gone to the store and gone through the produce section. And then that night you have a dream that you're flying on a banana. <laughs> now... <laughs> I feel like that could mean some, some things. I know. That could mean a lot yeah. with us. I wasn't going there. I wasn't going there. <laughs> well, we did. <laughs> no. Sorry. Apologies. But, but what, I was, what I was getting at, what I was getting at was sometimes it's just like the mind's junk drawer. But I do believe that sometimes because your mind is in a different state, that it can be a conduit to getting messages uh, from past loved ones. I believe dreaming can lend itself to premonitions sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that we could be more open in that near sleep or sleep state. And maybe we do see paranormal things. That doesn't mean that people don't really have sleep apnea or have physiological real medical conditions. I'm a huge respecter of medicine. But I think that we can be a respecter of medicine, we can be a respecter of science, but also keep our minds open to the things that we don't understand. And that's where I kind of try to be. That sort of leads me to the next question because Julie and I, we've been pretty open about uh, being kind of skeptical when it comes to like the psychics and the mediums. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, what are you, what's your take on those people? Those people. <laughs> those people. Um, I think it's kind of like a lot of other walks of life in that I think there are people who do it and are absolute charlatans and are absolute frauds that being said, I do believe some people have legitimate gifts and have legitimate abilities. Because I, I know that the big critique of psychic is, well, if they're really psychic, can't they play the lottery? And I, don't <laughs> think it, I don't think it works quite like that. But I do think people have gifts. I always joke that I'm about as psychic as a board. I, I claim to have no psychic gifts whatsoever. Same. My big question about that is always, even people who are communicating mm -hmm. with something, like, why do we trust that thing's information? Like, we know that whatever this thing that's is out good there. Point. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. And another thing that I've thought about over the years, and it's not a unique thing because I looked into it, I thought, boy, I'm so smart. And it turns out somebody else had this idea. <laughs> but I did, I have asked psychics in the past, is it possible that you are picking up information, for example, when you're doing a, a reading of someone's past and mm -hmm. you're, you're getting like confirming information, you're getting information about this person, you know, and you're really picking this up, but you're not picking it up from the other side. You're picking it up telepathically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I do think, though, I do believe that our loved ones can give us signs from the other side. I believe that's a real thing. Is it always the case? And is every psychic legit? No, I, I don't believe so. Is every psychic a crook? I don't believe that either. I have to share this because I feel like you've mentioned it a couple of times. Um, when my mother passed away, I had these very vivid dreams um, for about three months after mm -hmm. she passed away where we would just be sitting together talking. And then um, the further away from it we got, we would be on the phone talking. We were often talking on the phone. And there was one really intense one we were talking and I was trying to explain to her that she had passed away. And this voice came on and it said, this connection is broken. Ooh. And, and that was, Ooh. and I was, Woke. Thank you. I don't know what it was about that. I woke up 
terrified. I have never had a dream about communicating with my mom since, but I just watched the Steven Spielberg movie, The Fablemans, mm-hmm. and uh, based yeah, on his uh, based on his actual life. And um, in the movie, his mother wakes up and she answers the phone, and it's her mother who has just recently deceased, and she's warning her. So she's laying in bed having this conversation with her mom on the phone. And I was like, How often does this happen? Know, How right? many of us are having these dreamy phone conversations with people who yeah. have passed? I feel like it's probably more common than we realize. Well, the thing that I've always heard is that when people have dreams of their past loved ones, that they say that it is more real than real. Yes. It seems mm-hmm. like it's actually more real than us talking right here, right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that's possible. I don't discount that. And it's definitely different than the banana dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, since you have said that you're three fourths of the tank full slash wishy washy. So what do you actually think ghosts are? Like, what do you think it actually what is? is? It? What's happening? Like, what's yeah, your thesis? If you thing. had to write a paper like today, what would it say? I would say there's multiple explanations. I agree. I'm totally on board I with that. I think that there's sentient ghosts who are trying to communicate with us. I think there's residual hauntings. One of the best examples of that was given to me by the researcher Lloyd Auerbach. I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to Lloyd. He is awesome. And uh, years ago, he was doing a segment for a TV show called Sightings that was on like in the 90s. And there was this place he was investigating and they kept seeing a replay of a murder. I I think a man killed a woman. Mm -hmm. And people would report they would see the man killing the woman. You know, that's interesting in and of itself. The only thing was is that the woman, of course, she had been murdered. She was dead. The killer was still alive and in prison. Oh, oh. so it wasn't like there goes. Yeah. Right. And then just today I was on a podcast with somebody in the UK and they were telling their own ghost story where they saw a ghost in their bedroom, but the quote ghost looked as shocked as they did, almost like they were seeing a ghost. We've had a story like that before. We've had multiples like that where the the ghost or whatever will run away. Yeah. So is it like some kind of weird time overlap sometimes? So, yeah. Could it be dead people sometimes? Yes. Could it be just like an energetic replay? Yes. Could it be some kind of weird time overlap? Yes. So I don't have an easy answer. I think they're several different answers i want to drink bourbon with you i know right literally around a campfire <laughs> and just s'mores i want to hear can you give us one quick like the story that still gives you chills because i know after a while they don't always they don't always hit the way they did in the beginning what still right. scares you well this is a little longer story but i'll tell you and i've told it so many times i feel almost guilty telling it but <laughs> i'll tell you anyway because it's so crazy okay so anyway my one caller was named ti And she was from Michigan, but this story happened in Wisconsin. She went to Wisconsin to stay like at a camp. And one night her and another friend from the camp named Bob went to see this band about an hour away up in Wisconsin. And uh, they stayed until two o'clock in the morning. It was at a bar and they actually stayed a little bit later because they closed the place and then they went and talked to the band because they're both musicians. So what ends up happening is they're on their way back. It's about our way. It's a rural area. You know how it is. Two lane road, no lights, very dark. And he says, she says uh, to Bob, hey, I got to go to the restroom. And he says, well, you can pull up a tree, but that's uh, that's about it right now. She's like, no, don't don't worry. Just drive fast. So maybe in 10 minutes, they happen upon this bar. 
the Roadhouse Saloon. It's at a corner. It's like at a crossroads. And it's wide open. And the joint is jumping. There's multiple cars. The lights are on, which makes no sense because it's after legal closing time. They said, hey, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. They go in. T.I. goes to the restroom. And Bob goes to the bar, get a Coke or something. So anyway, they come back. They're sitting down having their their soft drink at that point. And uh, Bob says, boy, I'm glad we're here because this mural here on the wall, this old West mural, I've always heard about this, always wanted to see it. And it was basically like an old West saloon. Mm. Cowboys, what they used to call back in the day, I'm sure it's not politically correct, but a dance hall girl, (laughs) (laughs) a bartender and the whole thing, just like an old West, like TV show or movie. Anyway, the place was really weird because the people were kind of staring blankly and smiling. And there was this old jukebox in the corner. It was a Wurlitzer with the bubbler, you know, the real ornate, beautiful ones. And it played records. So anyway, somebody put on Chubby Checker and Let's Twist again. So it was playing and this guy walks up to T.I. He smiles and all his teeth are rotten. He asks her to dance. Now, T.I. has a cane and she holds it up and says, I don't do much dancing. And she said she was really glad she had it that night. Mm-hmm. Um, so they keep looking around and just uh, they notice something else kind of weird. All the people in the painting have a corollary in the bar. The people in the bar are depicted in the painting. Now, they're dressed differently because they're dressed like Old West people. But, you know, the guys over there playing pool in the real bar are on the, the, the mural playing cards. Uh, the bartender is a different guy who's actually standing in the corner. I thought, well, it's kind of weird, but maybe the artist did this as a tribute to these people. Yeah, these are yeah. regular. Yeah. They're looking at this and they notice something they didn't notice. They noticed two misty columns where the saloon doors are. You know, those swinging doors where somebody, a mm-hmm. gunslinger comes through? Yeah. Well, Two misty columns, one is taller than the other, one is smaller. And they talk some more, and they look back, and it's like a Polaroid picture. It's developing into forms. What? And they're almost like humanoid forms. What? And they talk some more, and they look back, and one's a man, and one's a woman. The hell? And they talk some more, and (laughs) the woman has curly hair, boots. T.I. has curly hair and boots. No. But the kicker was the woman in the doorway suddenly had a cane ah! oh my god <laughs> oh, that's awesome. so anyway at that point it's one of those things where like let's get the he double hockey sticks out of here yeah, yeah. we start to leave and the people are like smiling and beckoning like, back. no no come you on, live here back, now come back, come back, come back. <laughs> they said they closed the door and this isn't even the i mean there's more they closed the door everything goes pitch black dark like it was never open Turn around. There were multiple cars in the parking lot. Now there's one car, their car. No, come on. Ti is not a (laughs) ti is not a chicken like I am. Not a coward (sighs) like I am. Two days later, she comes back. About eight o'clock at night. She didn't wait till three o'clock in the morning, and I don't blame her. So anyway, she walks in, and there's a a young lady at bartending. And he, she walks up to him and she said, oh, I was here the other night. You know, there was this real strapping, good-looking guy. Where's he at? And the bartender says, well, the only people that tend bar here are myself and my elderly father. And then T.I. said, well, let me go take a look at the jukebox. There was a jukebox, mm-hmm. but it was a different jukebox. It was a CD jukebox. And guess what? No chubby no, checker. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no, no let's twist again. No. Yeah. 
The mural was still there, no misty columns in the doors. And with that, T.I. left and has never been back since. Now, Chad Lewis, the author, who has been on our show multiple times, went up there. There is such a place. It exists. There is a real mural with old West people, Mm -hmm. nothing in the doorway, but old West people. And pre-pandemic 2019, I took a videographer and I drove up and I visited with T.I., and had her retell her story. It's on my it's on my YouTube channel at youtube.com. Oh, okay. Nice plug. <laughs> Point being, uh, she comes from a respectable uh, profession, a uh, very intelligent lady, and I happen to believe her. It's probably the most incredible story we've had. It's really Twilight Zone worthy. And I've probably told it about 500 times, so I feel a little guilty at this point. But, uh, but there it is. That's the one that stands out the most. Jim Harold. That's an excellent one to end on. Wow. Thank you so much, Jim Harold of the Paranormal Podcast, Campfire Stories. Thank you so much for being on Haunted AF with us today. Thank you. And I hope everybody gets to check out Jim Harold's Campfire and the Paranormal Podcast. And you guys are going to be on Campfire as well. So looking forward to that. Okay, you guys, a quick reminder here. We are collecting votes for the top 10 best haunted AF stories of 2022. Oh my God, it's already time for that. I know, I can't believe it. Um, So if you had a favorite one this year, please let us know. You need to tell us about it, Haunted AF haunted af podcast at gmail.com i feel like i haven't said that in like a year yeah we share those on new year's eve and in fact what would be really cool what i'd love to do this year we haven't done this before it would be great if you guys would like send in audio and saying like hey remember that story oh i would love that yeah there was like the tall guy and the um amorphous man yeah in episode one like if you remember a story from this past year not Mm -hmm. just this past season but like the past year that you really enjoyed and here's the deal you're going to get on the damn podcast. That's what I was going to say. I was like, they can do like the intro for the story. Yes, that would be amazing. But we've never done this before. Odds are we're going to get two of these if we're lucky. So if you send in your hot Or it will be... 20 voice memos of the same person. Of the same person, yeah. <laughs> or the, the count, which I'm, whatever. Oh, you mean the same person or the same story? Either the same story or the same person giving intros to their 20 favorite stories. Um, <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't care because we, we definitely need some audio and that would be really, really fun to be able to work you guys into I the agree. top 10. So that's going to be coming up on New Year's Eve. So send us your votes, send us your audio. And in the meantime, send us the spooky stories yep. as well, because we are still collecting stuff for our mini-sodes, patreon.com backslash haunted AF. And for season nine, which is going to be starting in February. February. Yes. So send all of those to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use them on the next Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 